What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of We Don't Know Her. I'm Katie. And I'm Christy. And today, oh, sorry. I, I just like, <laughs> I thought about speaking in a British accent. Oh, God. Katie. I've been watching a lot of Downton, although this doesn't quite, that doesn't quite nail any of their accents. It's well, okay. It, it has to come naturally. I know. And it kind of did in the moment, but then I, I couldn't decide if I wanted to go like to the the lower house or the upper house, and right. I, I got torn. Right, right, right. Well, here we are, another episode of We Don't Know Her, and how would you describe, like, where we are mentally right now? Um, I would say, um, comatose. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Undead. Like, you know, just sedated. Ah. Sedated. Catatonic. Yeah. Yeah, mm. I, that's that's I, that's how I kind of feel, and I think that you're maybe not far off. No, I'm not. Well, I was just talking about this little cartoon from, it was like the New York Times, no, no, no the New Yorker cartoon. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? I think so. That and right. um, I posted this little cartoon of like this whole family, and they're all just staring into the abyss. And it says something like, the family that stares into the abyss together gets through whatever comes their way this year together. And I was like, that's me. Yeah. I am... I am family. Yeah. And I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm probably in that picture with you because that's how I feel lately. I'm like so tired and like, so just like every minute I'm like, I could really use a nap, you know? Well, welcome to my life. I know. I feel I'm just exhausted. Um, but you know, as always, we, we still have things to say. We're just a little bit tired and, um, and we just ate. So it, it, I'm like extra tired. We never eat before this podcast. So. Yeah. Well, I mean... I'm. I feel like that's not new for me. You know, like well, I mean, I, eat like right before we start recording together. No, as far as together. like feeling tired after eating, I would say that I'm in. Yeah, like neither like a good or a bad state. I'm just kind of, but I'm skating by consciously, if that makes any sense. Like I think that I go through periods where like I'll have a peak of feeling very clear and productive mm. and all of that good stuff, and then I kind of go into a little dip where I'm like, you know what? I'm actually perfectly okay with being horizontal, sedentary, all of that for a little bit, just to, like, recharge. So I like to think of it as, like, a recharging moment as opposed to, like, we're dead inside. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, I just think – I think mine has been going on for a bit long. And I guess, I mean, you know what? In the spirit of the update, I knew – I know that I said I was going to wait and kind of – do a separate episode on this but I guess I still can what so what better time is now I might as well just say it anyway and I'll you know I'm so I have an appointment this week with a psychologist who was referred like I'm referred to by my therapist to go on medication finally for anxiety so I we've said on the podcast before like when you get to that point you have to know when you know and 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 accept it and um and do whatever you need to do and if you can't cut it without medication that's totally fine sometimes it's needed so I feel like right now I think that's maybe why I feel so drained and exhausted is because I know I've kind of given up right now because I know I don't really need to fight because soon I'll be feeling better and I'm just really fatigued and I think I'm just allowing myself to kind of like just coast until until I go on medication, which hopefully will be honestly by the end of the week, and um and then hopefully start feeling better in the next couple of weeks, and we'll do a separate like little um shorty probably on that once the medication like kicks in and when I'm I guess like a new person. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's not really anything that we've talked about in great detail before because you know, the anxiety has evolved since Mm -hmm. we started the podcast. So we're basically just here to say that this is, you know, I feel like it's it's so common these days for people to need a little extra help to recalibrate or to, you know, feel better. So, you know, it's just it's just part of life these days and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, I think so that's I mean that's why if I sound a little subdued, I think that is part of it is I think I'm just like not um you know, like when you're super, I think I'm, I'm feeling a little bit less anxious and then therefore, like I was telling you earlier, whenever I'm not anxious, I'm just exhausted because it takes so much out of you. So when I'm not like super, super anxious and feeling crazy, I, I'm just tired. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I feel right now. Um, yeah. So what is, what's going on with you um, in terms of well, your update? Again, like I said, I've, I've dipped into a little period of time where I'm 
I'm just allowing myself to rest when it feels right Mm -hmm. and not guilting myself for not being productive enough on the weekends. And it's been liberating because it takes off a lot of pressure. So, you know, I've just kind of been indulging and laying on the couch and watching Netflix and catching up on shows, um, which leads me to, I mean, the most talked about thing in the zeitgeist now. Oh, you watched Squid Game. So I did. And... Typically, I'm not somebody that conforms right away to, like, a really big popular show. Like, it's just something in me that I can't. And it's not to say that I never would because here we are, you know. You did. Many years later, yeah, watching The Real Housewives of all franchises. So it is possible. I just usually wait a while. So Squid Game was – it was – enticing for a different reason I think partially because it's like a South Korean based show so I want to you know I I guess just feel represented and and watch a show that's so popular because I also it was sort of like the White Lotus where I wasn't really sure what exactly it was about so I think if I knew the premise beforehand in detail then like I might have just waited but I was intrigued I was like I don't understand like what it is like I've heard bits and pieces whatever so is it like Hunger Games? Because that's what I assume. Well, so, fun fact: I've never seen Hunger Games, but from it, like, oh. I guess essentially, yes. Like you're fighting for your life, uh huh. In a way, you're all put into like a, a thing, and then you have to like survive, right? Um, and so it was. It was worth the hype, in my opinion. I do think that it was a good show. It was very entertaining. I watched all episodes within probably a day, and. It did you like the ending? So yeah, because here's the thing: is I know that it's getting a lot of flack because everyone is saying that the ending was really boring. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I don't. I don't know. That's well, just what I've heard. That's the other thing, also, just a sidebar: is that I wouldn't recommend the show to anybody with anxiety, like really that's why high I'm not. anxiety, yeah, I'm not because it. you know they're playing the game, and that is stressful enough. But then you know another one is coming. So by like the third game, you're just you know white knuckling it the whole way through because you're like oh my god like who is it going to be and then you get invested in the characters and you know just like any other show yeah but um the ending I really didn't mind I I think and this is also just my history of like not putting a lot of expectation on a really good show or a really good movie because then if it does not really deliver then I'm super disappointed and then it just kind of ruins the whole experience. So I think it was helpful that I had no expectations. I had no idea like what the rumors even were about the ending. And so I really didn't mind it. It was... What would you give it like out of 10? Like overall? Yeah. The show? Mm-hmm. Um, I would say... Ooh, I don't know. I hate like rating things because I'm like, well, there's so many gray areas. Or out of five, I guess five is more conventional for me. I mean, I would give it five stars. Mm. Okay. Um, the other thing that I read about, though, because I watched it all in subtitles, obviously, but there was apparently a lot of holes yeah. in the translation. So mm-hmm. I and I realized later on that I had watched it in the like abridged version, which kind of I think ended up taking away some really important details about the characters. So I've considered watching it maybe again later on with the accurate subtitles to see if there's any change in the story because I heard that the difference between the two is kind of big. Um, well, did you watch it? I heard there's like a version, and again, could be wrong. From what I understood, there was like a version where there's a dubbed in English voice like over like um, over the, the characters. So there's that version or the subtitles. And apparently the dubbed over English when they're speaking is translated properly. It just isn't written No, I properly. heard that it was like the closed captioning version of English is like the abridged version and then just the English subtitles are it's the correct one because I don't I wouldn't want to watch like a voice like dubbed over yeah um you know a foreign language I I just it's it's not ideal I mean I don't I don't like it but I thought that's what I heard people saying but I was like confused yeah so it was I thought that it was really good um I also you know South Korea has been having a moment here and there lately with really big, successful, entertaining things, which I think is cool. And I think, you know, keep because I can't ever stop analyzing myself or thinking about myself when I was watching the show, you know, it's always an interesting thing for me to see, like, the Asian representation in big Hollywood media type things now mm-hmm. because it 
wasn't like that for like you know my entire life and now when we do get a little taste of it I'm like huh that's I don't know how to describe the feeling like looking at all that's of how the Asian every, that's people, how white people feel no I guess it's like I'm fascinated to see people that I'm like wow like you so you're also Korean and I if I were standing with you next to you like I would just look like you mm-hmm. and that's odd to me and I guess it was also kind of nice because I've had the desire to, you know, do more research and find out more about the motherland, but it's just overwhelming because how do you, how do you start reading the history of a country that you're from, from scratch, you know? So I think like also watching these movies that take place in South Korea is also just a nice little morsel of insight for me where I'm like, oh, okay, so this is, this is what their thing is. This is how they live. Like watching that movie Parasite was helpful and... So it, you know, it was nice. I really think, I mean, I, I mean, I know it can't be for a while for a multitude of reasons, but especially once I'm on medication, maybe we we should go to South Korea. I mean, it's definitely on my on my bucket list. I I feel like I have to. Like I want to, but I also feel like I have to. I'm just I have to make sure I'm prepared. When I had my reading with Casey, she was like, yeah. you know, just make sure that you are prepared because you will probably have a much larger reaction to it than you expect. And I know that I will. I will probably, you know, come close to a nervous breakdown. I don't know. So, you know, this is just nice to kind of get little bits and pieces of it until then, um, you know, versus my whole life not having any type of exposure to South Korean life or actors or anybody in the news. So... You know, it sounds, it's, you know, it sounds a little odd, but just something that I, I came up with when I was watching the show. And it's just a good show. But it's also, like, very, it's, like, kind of, it's kind of gory, I guess you could say. Yeah. It's, like, pretty, it's pretty out there. Well, I think that's what, I mean, that, it's similar to Hunger Games, but I also read and watched Hunger Games a long time ago. I wasn't the same person mm-hmm. don't know her um I still think it's like I love those books and movies like so much I think they were just brilliant but um same thing like I don't know it's it's same I mean it's intense children die and think like everybody you know it's um yeah it's it's pretty bleak so um I won't be watching it but <laughs> uh yeah I mean I'm sure I hope everyone enjoys yeah, it. I keep seeing the meme of, of that like man with the two buttons and oh yeah um that's as much as I know um, yeah, but also we are doing a little bit of our own squid game here. <laughs> it's Would not. you call it a squid game? <laughs> I wouldn't. No, it's not. We're not. We're not going to die. But we are just going to look back on our old selves from a decade ago and see how we would describe ourselves. Ourselves. How would we describe ourselves now? And how would we describe ourselves back then? you know, in different types of mindsets. It's it's just an interesting little assignment that, that you came up with or that you read about. I read, yeah, I read it. Um, I think it was on um, Psychology Today. It was just like there was different ways to get to know yourself, um, which obviously that's what we're in the business of doing here. So I was kind of looking through and looking for anything somewhat interesting. And this just seemed like fun because the person who wrote the article initially said, if you, when you write this list, because she, when when they did it initially, they didn't write for the past. They just wrote the present, and then they reread it in mm-hmm. five years and 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 wrote present and see if it compared. So we will be do, comparing our list in a year, maybe from now, um, revisit it maybe this time next year and see if it's even changed in a year. But I, at first, it was just something that I thought would be fun. But then as we really wrote our list, we did kind of each notice our own, um, come to our own conclusions and notice some particular things. And I do recommend for anyone listening like it's kind of it it is fun and interesting to do yeah it's like a time capsule um kind of a mentality and i think we have certain opinions of ourselves a lot in our subconscious but even if we speak them into existence it's not quite the same as when you're writing them down and you're seeing them on paper and you're like wow this is really what i think of myself and this is really what i think of who i was back then and it is a very interesting way to self-assess rather than doing a whole lot of general reflecting. It's just kind of more targeted and, you know, just kind of see what how that manifests into, you know, some revelations here and there. Yeah, and we also wrote um, the way that we would, the words we would choose to describe each other at present. Um, so we'll see how that changes too and how it lines up with what we chose for ourselves and if there's, if they're the same, if any of them are the same or not, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. 
So I'm going to, I'll read yours first and then you can read your, and then I'll let you take over and read yours. Okay. Okay. So what I wrote for you, I wrote six words. Um, I wrote driven, curious, sarcastic, trustworthy, self-assured, and searching. Okay. Those are my words for you. Driven. Are any of them, uh, yeah, I think you're definitely driven. Wow. For sure. I mean, thank you. I, I don't think of myself that way, which I guess even just shows. Off the bat, yeah. Yeah, the difference between what you, how you judge yourself. And that's the first word. Right. And how you assess yourself versus how you come off to other people. Because the driven, the driven part and the self-assured part, the self-assured part, I don't, I wanted to clarify too, isn't like. In terms of like your confidence, like you're always like, I, I've got this, like I'm the best. More self-assured in that like, which we kind of share is if it's not right, you're like, no, it's not right. You might not know what you want exactly, but you will shoot down like thing after thing after thing. And be like, no, no, no. And like, you, so you might, I didn't, it's not like that you necessarily always know what you want. You definitely always know what you do not want. Always. Yeah, um, and that even, like with everything. And even then, though, I would, I would assess myself more indecisive than self-assured. Like I feel like I deliberate so long on things, even if it's things that like I, I think that I don't like. I'm still like, well, do I really not like it though? So I guess it kind of depends on what it's about. I think when you're trying to pick something, it's hard for you. But it's not hard for you to say, like, no, that's not what I want. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, even if we were, like, ordering Like, for example, food. like, looking at the dating profiles that come across on the dating right. apps where I'm, like, absolutely not. Right. Even if, but if I would say to you, like, what do you want for dinner? And you're, like, I don't know. I could be, like, do you want burritos? No. Do you want pizza? No. Do you want, like, you could easily be, like, no, no. And then just ultimately be, like, mm. And then it'll take you a while and you'll figure out what you want. I don't know when. Mm. But, like, it's, it's not always. It's, it's hard. I mean, it's. There's no right or wrong answer, honestly. I feel yeah. like there's no right or wrong answer here. Well, and I'm the same. I'm the same way. Yeah, like it's. I I feel like this just goes across the board for me and everything that I'm. I have a lot of gray areas. So <laughs> doing this list was a little challenging at first to just keep it very concise. But, um, I mean, I'll take it. You know, like yeah. I, I think I think that it's still. So what words did you choose for yourself now? Because now I'm curious to see. Oh, okay. Um, peaceful, internally. Cognizant, aware, uh, and some of these words also kind of pertain to specific things. Like with the awareness, it's more about my surroundings, you know, mm -hmm. obviously of myself as well, but I think my surroundings because it's such a juxtaposition to my old self that now I can say I am much more aware. Um, appreciative, proud, careful, plus or minus patient, plus or minus prepared. Like I think they all kind of, I'm not just one of those words. I feel like I embody all three of them, but they're kind of similar in certain ways. Mm -hmm. Liberated and I mean, just, you know, to circle back <laughs> to last week, less can, I have less control over others, less of a desire to control others. And I am in turn more in control of just myself. I'm only controlling myself, not worrying about controlling other people. So they're all within the same family, I would say. It's, it be, I think that now they just, these words show progress. It's not like a self-righteous thing where I'm like, I'm the best. It's like, I think all, like your list, my list is just something that shows there's been some growth mm -hmm. for sure. So oh, it's yeah. not always any of these things. No, yeah, and I'm sure, I mean, I know you're going to read what you chose for yourself in the past as well, but like I, I don't. I agree with your list, obviously. Like, I wouldn't disagree with any of those things. But it's so funny how most of them I don't think would apply to you 10 years ago. No. Oh, no. Like, you, at all. The, yeah, well, and we'll get to my list of how I think of myself in my early 20s because that brought on a few revelations in and of itself where I was like, wow, how do mm -hmm. I really think of myself? Um, all right, let me read the list for you. Okay. All right, I... Sorry, but I only chose four. Yeah, because um, um, like we, like it's we fine. talked about before, there's a lot of the same, but a lot different. So I didn't want to do a lot of overlapping ones. Um, calm. Oh, wow. unless unless there's bugs. Yeah. Willing. Mm -hmm. Accepting of situations and of yourself. Oh wow. And honest. 
Mm. which hasn't really changed too much. But yeah, the I think, honest part I'll take. But. I think more honest in terms of like talking about how you feel, things mm-hmm. that you're going through, things you have been through. Yeah. It's not that you – and listen, I know you, and I know that like you, you, you proclaim it yourself that you did a lot of white lying back in the day – and not with any bad intent or malicious intent. It was just... Mostly when I was drunk, but yeah. yeah. And and to hide relationships and things like that. <laughs> and listen, so did I. So yeah. this is not Judge Judy over here. But I think in our old age, we've kind of ditched that where it's like it doesn't yeah. even feel good to be dishonest even with a white lie. So it's just not even part of our agenda. No, and it takes... I, I, I just don't, I don't know if it's I don't care enough or I don't have enough energy. It takes more energy to, I don't know. There's just something about it that I'm like not, not interested it. in at all. Yeah. Like I'm just like not into it. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, it's funny because again, I, those are words that I wouldn't describe. I would definitely not describe myself as calm. Um, <laughs> well, and I know, especially in the last few months, it has not felt, you have not felt calm. Yeah. However, I mean, you know, your younger self, Oh, if yeah. If you had been going through this as your younger self, I think that it would have been a lot, you would have been more high strung. Mm-hmm. And I think a little bit more outwardly stressed out about it yeah. and doing a lot of deep breathing, maybe. You know, I would say now, even though it feels like turmoil on the inside, it's still like I'm more like in control of my yeah. emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that's, and, and like we'll touch on that too, like on what I wrote for my past self, but. Um, all right, so my present, um, I think are kind of similar to the ones that you said for me on I think. Um, I wrote determined, open-minded, trusting, dependable, honest, inquisitive, irritable, mm-hmm. sarcastic, and empathetic. Yeah. Um, and most of them have a similar theme of like, I feel that I am honest and therefore trustworthy. Um, a lot of them are kind of like inquisitive and open-minded. Mm-hmm. They go hand in hand. You can't really be one without being the other. Um, and irritable and sarcastic, I think, are probably two sides of the same coin. Um, so a lot of them are, it's really they all fall under the same umbrella of I want people to be able to be open with me. I think I am open with other people. And I also know that my shortcomings, I'm hoping that the, not, not sarcasm, because I, I that's I'd like to keep that. But my irritability, I think, is directly linked to my anxiety, and mm-hmm. therefore, hopefully, once I go on medication, that will that will go away. Um, it's definitely less than it used to be because irritability is a symptom of trauma a lot of times. So, like in my twenties, I feel like I was so much more irritable than I would. Things could really just rub me the wrong way, oh, yeah. and I could pop the fuck off, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I don't do that now. I definitely will roll my eyes and you will catch me like in the corner just being like, <sighs> mm-hmm. yeah. but I won't call people out or start like start something about it. I do a lot of like the pinching yeah. between the eyes if something is mm-hmm. just too much for me to compute. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, don't lose your shit. Just because mm-hmm. ever since we learned years and years ago that this is like a pressure point right here, mm-hmm. I've I've just retreated and I'm yeah, like, Yeah, you do do that a lot. I'm like... Well, <laughs> even when you're trying to focus on something, when like there's... You're like, oh, like you can't focus. You do that sometimes too. I always just picture myself of that meme of Spencer Pratt from The Hills with uh, yeah. the crystal and he's just like, so help me God. <laughs> the best. Um, all right, so I think that... And, and here's the thing. I think that what's funny is that the ones that we chose for ourselves are pretty similar. Like, mm-hmm. let's compare them one to one really quickly because I think we read them really quick. So my first one was determined. What was yours? Peaceful. Okay. Open-minded. Cognizant. Trusting. Aware. Dependable. Um, appreciative. See, I didn't write any, like, nice ones about myself like that. Um, <laughs> honest. Proud. Inquisitive. Careful, patient, prepared. Irritable, sarcastic, empathetic. Um, so other than you have a more positive skew than I do, but I think overall they're similar words. They're saying that we know that we think that we're open-minded, that we're curious about the world around us, that we're aware of the world around us, um, and that we're generally tr- here trying to learn right now. Like that's where, where we're at right now. We have good intentions, I yeah. think. And I think... We have intentions at all. Right. That we stay mindful of as much as possible and Mm -hmm. I think with the cognizance I think it's more so um you know that 
that is more about how I converse with people and the things that I say because I know that in the past I've just been very you know kind of superficial maybe with my words even if I wasn't I was just very um non-communicative in like an effective way like I would communicate but it was just not even really going much deeper than this is how I feel right now and yeah I can link into something pretty easily so you just need to like figure it out and like accommodate me yeah um so the cognizance and also just how I've been attracting people with my lack of boundaries that we always talk about and the friendships I've gotten myself into that have turned very tumultuous Mm -hmm. and relationships and everything and I think that's all about me not even being aware of who's around me, what their intentions are, how they're making me feel, and that's made a huge difference. So I can proudly say that I do describe myself as cognizant and aware now because even like in the workplace, you know, like working with a whole community of people at my job, essentially, it's, you know, I've had work friendships before that, um, you know, you have to kind of play with the boundaries there and, and how to... You don't want to dive in head first and then now you have to work with this person that you had a falling out with. You know, so all of those things I think, you know, yeah. they tie into communication too, but the mindset. Mm-hmm. So I think the next step would be how we would describe ourselves, you know, in our present mindset, how would we assess ourselves back in the early 20s? Twen- <laughs> in the It is the early 20s right now. <laughs> True. Um, in our early 20s, it feels like a lifetime ago. It really was. Um, how would you describe yourself? So this is, to be honest, I kind of, I tried to think of myself then in my early 20s, but I really, it's a combination of what I think of me present day, like me reflecting on the past and how I would have described myself then. I okay. think that they're, it's all kind of the same. So, um, and I think you're going to agree with this. Um, so me in my early 20s, outgoing, short-tempered, melodramatic, hungry. Not just like hungry food, like hungry for everything. I wanted my soulmate. I wanted to get married. I wanted to find my right job. I wanted to find the right apartment. I wanted everything. Mm-hmm. Everything. <laughs> Jaded, energetic, distrusting curious and trustworthy and that's the funny thing is I think that at the time people never that I'm aware of people have always trusted me mm-hmm. there's never been an issue where people because I truly I'm not somebody who's devious or like going to I might get drunk and tell your secret like that was a real thing that I did but other than that I would never maliciously try to fuck with somebody like that unless you fucked with me um so people trusted me but I didn't trust anybody like I other than like you and like you know T and my other friend Christine and and Jenna a couple of people random people that I had known for a long time like even our closest friends because Ray was a new friend at the time um other than that like I really didn't trust anybody Mm -hmm. at all um and that's something that's definitely that was one of the things I think that was the biggest it stood out to me right away in my list of how distrusting I was then and how I feel very trusting now because I don't have anyone in my life that is out to get me. And at the time, I was literally like swimming in a sea full of sharks. Truly. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, it's very useful just to think about the kinds of people that we were surrounded with back then and all of the things that we had already endured as young 20-year-olds, just relationship and friendship-wise – I mean, we started out hot with, like, the most, like, emotionally abusive relationships, Mm -hmm. manipulative, controlling, physical, you know, like, all of these things. So much had happened at that point. Why would we trust? And then coming from a family life that you also didn't really feel safe in emotionally, you Mm -hmm. know, it's no wonder that we were like that. And then I I dated somebody that I did care about, and they died suddenly. So it was like, and I was like, see? Yeah, fucking knew it. So I and I also and the biggest other than the trusting and the distrusting, I think the other main difference between mine was that like I was so the only word to describe it is like manic. Like I was just so um high, high highs, <laughs> low lows. I was either the funniest in the middle of the room making everyone laugh, dancing, doing something, or I was beating the shit out of somebody or I was hysterically sobbing. Um, and a lot of that is a result of trauma and being drunk all the time. I mean, the combination of the two just, I mean, I just remember feeling like it was, 
it was it was a wild but, wild ride it was just fight mode all of the time whenever we were either in our homes or outside of our homes we were always just ready to fight so and we do both we said um which we didn't realize until recently but we do both have you know mars and aries which is why we're um you know Fires. why we fight yeah why we literally like are so competitive and um aggressive in some senses like that mm-hmm. Well, which brings us to my list of how I would describe myself back then. Mm -hmm. Number one, defensive, Mm -hmm. sensitive. What a combo. (laughs) Truly. I mean, that was two sides of my personality right there. Yeah. Passive aggressive, especially with sarcasm. Um, Just surviving. I was going to use the word lost, but I wanted to give myself a little bit of credit. Yeah. So I feel like I was truly just surviving. Mm -hmm. People pleaser, non-communicative and misdirected focus. So that was also more about focusing on other people's behaviors and their actions towards me versus me doing a lot of self-assessment on myself mm. and or like, you know, inward thought processes of, you know, what's going on with me? Never right. never ever did I ever think of myself. It was only about other people and whether that was good or bad. So And I was literally the complete opposite. I was like I do you know what is going on with me right now like I couldn't get out of my own anything to I, I'm, I'm like if somebody was like remember that thing that happened to me I'd be like no <laughs> no like I, I there was I, I just wasn't yeah I was not I wasn't worried about anybody else so I mean honestly it's amazing that we lasted this long as friends because there were times like if I was describing you back then one of like I started that list because I thought that's what we were doing and I was like well we could I mean now we could we can just shoot off like off top of our head like what number one describe for me for you was definitely high strung like 100% I, I picture Katie just always like hands in the air eyes wide <laughs> like ready to just like fucking rock somebody like who wants to get slapped yeah. um I was either truly either I picture myself either laughing hysterically or sobbing or it, screaming in someone's face. Like, those were my three, like, choose your fighter. Like, those were it. Like, that was how I, I – and and you could tell, like, I mean, there were days that I – we've said this before, but, like, the energy I had, I mean, I woke up – I woke up like that, literally. I woke up like this. Like, I would wake up at the crack of dawn – and I would be a nanny all day long with kids, which is like the most draining for like 12 hours a day. And then I would go home. I would quickly chug a Coke Zero and then go to the bar and like party all night and then start again. And I ju- and I never was tired. And I always thought it was funny. Like I just, I mean, it's crazy. It's amazing what, what the young 20-year-old body can, can go through and mm. just withstand. Because I feel like we... That whole chunk of time, especially when we lived together, so when we were 21 till we were 23, I guess, we, in those two years, we really did a number on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And even after that, like, we would still get drunk a lot and oh, go to yeah. bars. I didn't stop going, I didn't stop partying for years after that. Well, so because your list was a little condensed, I had a separate list of words that I would describe myself as my young 20-year-old self. Like, mm-hmm. how would I think of myself back then? And... I had thoughtful, <laughs> emotional, independent, but what did that actually mean? Um, maybe just like financially. Um, drunk, high, and don't give a fuck. Like literally D-G-A-F. That was me and you in our 20s when we were like, I don't give a fuck. YOLO didn't exist yet, but we were YOLOing hard long before that phrase even existed. Honestly, like I wish, like that was like, our slogan, I think, for ourselves was, I don't give a fuck. Like, if, yeah. if, if you are fighting with us, I don't give a fuck. If, no. well, you have work tomorrow, I don't give a fuck. That's just, we really, does it look like we give a fuck? And then I later, I just put a more positive PR spin on it, and it became no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. No regrets. And I, and I really, I stand by that. I mean, it was just, and I think, like, okay, wait, if I, so if I were to pick the words for you then... Oh, yeah, I only had high strung for you, but, which maybe that's all we need. It's just, <laughs> that's all okay. It was, yeah, it was pretty much just picture a manic, high strung person. I mean, it's, it is wild that I know it was just because of trauma, but it is truly crazy to like look back on myself and be like, and I wasn't bipolar. That's interesting. We I were mean, just shocking. emotional and hormonal. If anyone were to met me, I can't believe that no one said to me, like, do you, are you, are you do right? you think you should go on medication for being bipolar? <laughs> um, but no, I went on medication. It made me even more, more fucking crazy. Um, so I think if I were to pick words for you back then, 
I would definitely say, um, same as me, like short tempered. I, I wouldn't say aggressive per se, because neither of us are aggressive. It's like, just like watch, like if you bite me, I bite back. You know what I mean? So like type thing. So I would say short tempered or short mm-hmm. fuse. Um, I would say naive. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say um, probably there's like another word that I want to look for that's not like cool. in, <laughs> no, funny, no, cute. Um, not like independent, but like um. Like, on the road, too. Like, you were, there was, like, a thing where you were, I when I think of you in that time, I think of, I don't think so much of you living with Hills Have Eyes. I think about afterward. I think about, like, just after. Because um, it was, like, my new life, a new day, a new dawn after that. Yeah. Because that thing, at that time, I think of, like, even though you weren't living on your own yet, you were, like, so focused on that and focused on like getting out of everything you were in so whatever that whatever that word would be traumatized (laughs) (laughs) desperate just oh and um no you know what there's another word um like I would say you were like in heat I would that's the word that I would say (laughs) I would say that you were like in heat like a stray cat Christy would grab guys faces (gasps) and just make out with like she was listen I would never no insatiable that's the word okay like a vampire (laughs) like Everywhere you went, like a like, blood, oh, a look at him, and then you just—I <laughs> gravitate towards him. Um, <laughs> I would never like non-consensually like make out with somebody, but I would grab no. their faces <laughs> when. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And listen, right. that's true. Also, I was—if you listen to our drinking episode, you know that I got most of my drunk behavior modeled after like MTV, and where I'm like, this is what you do when you're <laughs> Real drunk. World spring like, break. You just like act like you don't you don't give a fuck and I really truly didn't but the point is is that when I started drinking I didn't really know what my limits were I don't you don't know what to drink I was like straight up vodka with orange juice that's all I know let's do a whole just deer park bottle of of just that and then see what happens and then I would be like oh my god I don't feel anything it's only been 15 minutes I'll do another one so then I would drink like a whole other container of something I don't even know what jungle juice or something and then next thing you know somebody has to come get me like they're like go get christy because she's scaring that man and he is terrified and he wants to get away and she won't (laughs) let him i mean listen i wasn't like a cougar but i definitely there are people our age yeah i mean like cougar in like the sense of like a cannibalistic like like way a lioness (laughs) a lioness well also and the other thing listen everything goes back to trauma i think that was probably around the time when i had just been freed from the capture of the hills have eyes yeah. where i couldn't do anything i couldn't even look at my friends like yeah. i couldn't even it was like that show like escaping mormonism or whatever it's called yeah. yeah like it was he was just a single man cult and i was a victim and then when i got out i was like wow i can actually interact with people and then i took it too far sometimes so you know you live and you learn and to say that those tendencies have gone away completely would be a lie i was just lusting after Andrew Huberman again. Listen, if you're out there listening, <laughs> you can't I say it now. <laughs> We're gonna have to come on the podcast. Um, um, so yeah. you know, a couple of things that I just I realized as I was making my list, especially describing myself in present mindset, looking back after I made the list, I was like, hmm, it doesn't sound like I'm being very nice about myself, and not that any of these terms are necessarily rude. But they are, they have From a the neg- past? Yeah. Oh, yeah, same. All of mine like, were right. negative. Like, they were, they had a negative connotation to it. But I, I truly do feel like I was defensive, sensitive, all of, you know, passive aggressive, those things. But with all the things that we are learning now, I would say a little revelation I had was just, you know, does that kind of shed some light on maybe areas where I'm not as self-compassionate as I could be, where I've done some healing and some growth. However, the way that I view myself back then, am I still being too hard on myself because of my behavior and not really looking at why I was doing the behavior? You know, because I think that's where the forgiveness of yourself comes in 
and cutting yourself some slack where it's like, yeah, I was defensive because I felt like I felt like I was surviving my entire life with in a world that was unsafe, you know? So it just kind of makes you think, why am I describing myself this way? Is it because I really do truly feel that way and I can say that with an objective mindset? Or am I being too harsh on myself because I'm judging myself and maybe deep down wishing I could have done things differently back then? But, you know, I tried to choose carefully because I don't, I really don't want to talk about myself in well, a negative way. we can way. say, you know, the truth is like, we can say that we don't know that girl anymore. That doesn't mean we have to say we don't like her or we hate her. Or that no, she I was know. A, that I, she I, was ungrateful or, or, you know, all the words that we had used. I think, I think it's good to be realistic with ourselves about, you know, what we, who we really were then. Um, but at the same time, not discrediting ourselves in some capacities because the truth is what I think was our biggest flaw which isn't even on our list but like as I'm thinking about it should have been we thought we knew everything oh yeah like we thought we were like try to get it past us (laughs) fucking dare you we've seen it all we've done it all (laughs) like we were just so um we thought because we had been in like two bad relationships that we like knew the world and it's like that we didn't go to college we didn't go to like we didn't have the conventional mm -hmm. timeline of like what you like and and literally if 20 year old me saw 33 year old me now in school like slaving away over these fucking fucking math problems, she'd be like, wow, what a fucking loser. You don't need it for what? To go in debt? Like, oh, you're not going in debt? Well, it's still stupid. (laughs) Like, there's no, uh, you you just, you couldn't tell us nothing. And I think that that's, we fully embrace now, as we say on the beginning almost of every episode, we know close to nothing about anything. Right. And that's literally what the podcast is about, just trying to learn a thing or two. Hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. And I think that we are. We are making progress. I think that there's a lot of fine lines where we self-assess, you know, kind of teetering on the, am I worrying too much about what people would think of me? Or am I worrying too much about, you know, I guess like with my list of words, like is it more so like an outward projection of what I'm worried other people will think of me? Or is it my lack of self-compassion? Like which... Is it, and maybe I don't know, and maybe I'll never know, and it doesn't really matter. I think it's more important just to look at the growth because, I mean, if you look at the list of how I described myself back then compared to now, I do honestly feel the words that I describe myself now as well. So I think that I I would like to think that I have a healthy amount of realism of who I am and what I've gone through and why I've done the things that I do without giving myself credit if I don't really deserve it. Um, Yeah. But, and also just kind of not strictly identifying myself as these words. Like, I'm not going to pigeonhole myself into saying, I was defensive, I was sensitive, I was passive aggressive. They were more just kind of like results of things that I'd been through that were out of my control, you know? Right, I think most of, I mean, both of us, It's and that's the case for, forever for always the the words we chose right now are simply circumstantial because of what we've been through and are going through right now and I think that it'll be interesting next year and two years from now whatever to play back this episode read the words and then see yes we're even deeper like I feel even these words even deeper like we've these are the words that we identify with and we've been working on them and working towards them or we could be like no turns out that's not how I identify at all anymore yeah like maybe I took a different path to go do something else because I mm-hmm. think it's important that we remain perpetual students. I I want to be a student. I don't really see myself never not learning. Um, so being the detective of our own lives, as we like as to say, as we like to say, merch coming I in know, I really 2032. Think <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned. No, you know what? If you guys, I mean, as per usual, I, I mean, hello, hello. Like, is anyone listening? But just a little sidetrack um, here. If anyone would be interested in merch, we. Like, we've thought about it. Not anytime super soon, but just, like, let us know if you're interested or not. That yeah. would be something something that we're curious about. Um, so just, like, let us just know. keep that in mind. Um, but, yeah, these words don't define us. They are just descriptive words of, you know, different aspects of our personality and who we are. And I think it was it was definitely a useful little assignment that we did because, again, I think 
I wouldn't have come to these conclusions about how I think about think of myself unless I actually wrote it out kind of like a list yeah. like this. So Same. I, you know, I guess stay tuned and you know, if we survive on this podcast for another couple of years, we'll do a follow-up. Because honestly, even thinking back to old episodes that we did, I dare not listen to them. I know. But knowing the topics, I can I can even say I'm sure we've evolved even from then. That was only a year ago. Yep, I'm sure. Um, so, all right, before we go, let's do some Diamonds of the Week. Um, I'm, I'm going to let you go first because I'm not totally sure okay. what my diamond is. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just like go on a tangent because I have a few little ones. I had a couple small diamonds throughout the whole week, so I don't really just have one diamond. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first diamond would be the new trailer for Scream 5 that came out um, for any millennials out there who are also stands of the Scream franchise. I mean, I hold it so near and dear to my heart. I remember being like legitimately eight years old with my close friend at the time and we were obsessed with the movie we would act out the scenes like word for word we wanted to be Nev Campbell it was how were you allowed to see it there were no rules and my (laughs) my mom literally didn't give it I went to go see the exorcist in theaters when I was 12 and she was like okay goodbye never no rules about that so you know what and it's one of those Listen, I'm very Judge Judy when it comes to certain movie sequels and all that, but Scream, I make an exception for just because... Well, how many... Wasn't there like seven of them? This is the fifth. Mm. Um, but it's always the same cast, and they're like my friends. Oh, always? It's always Nev, Courtney Cox, David Arquette. Oh. They, and then they have um, other ones that come I knew in. they were in like the first three or whatever, but then I thought they started... Or the first however many, but then I thought they switched it up, and that's why... It, Oh, no. I wouldn't watch it if they had changed the cast. I think I've seen... I've only seen one and two, probably. Well, we're about 25 years out from the original, so if you haven't seen it yet, <laughs> again, really we're always recommending things from 20 years ago. Yeah. So that was my Last first Last week diamond. it was Practical Magic. This week oh, my God. Scream. I love it. Um, and then the other two diamonds. So I have I have these moments. I told you I'm going to dip. I, I lay on the couch a lot, and I entertain myself. So I was on Instagram, and shocking, I know... And I was just having a grand old time with, so Jordan Firstman, I don't know if you know Jordan Firstman, Mm -mm. but his account, and also former guest of the podcast, Danny Pellegrino, his Mm -hmm. Instagram always, 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 both of them always crack me the fuck up. Jordan Firstman, I won't even try to describe, but if you know, you know, again, he does like, he'll do like whole stories of people's like secrets and he'll like react to them and he does the impressions that I think I've sent you before. Oh, no, Um, I I do know who, no, I know who that is. Yeah, I just didn't know that was his name. It's the two of them, I was cackling in my apartment, which I tend to do a lot, but these two in particular, so Danny also, so after the first episode of the Real Housewives reunion part one, holy shit. I know. Um, Danny posted a story of Erica, and it was her, it yeah. was a stoic, like, bo- I mean, the body language, and then his, I don't know, I just thought that both <laughs> of them, I was cracking the fuck up, like, wholeheartedly on, like, a Monday night, just alone in my apartment, nothing on, just my phone, me and my phone having a good time. Yeah. So, I recommend checking those accounts out if you need, you know, an LOL here and there. Heather McMahon is always good for oh, an LOL. I know. She's, she's so, also the best. Everyone manifests that she'll come on the podcast one day. I know. So those are just some accounts that I think if you're going to be on your phone anyway, you know, look at funny stuff. Don't look at dark, dark content. Agreed. You know? Agreed. That or cooking or dancing, I think, like, stay somewhere yeah. in that in that creative, entertaining field. Yeah. Um, so I guess, like, my – it's hard because I want my diamond to be the Real Housewives reunion, but it can't because last week it, it was would the be trailer – I know. It would, it. it would just be four weeks consecutive of, I know, like, but it really is true. It's all I'm living for. So, like, I know. I'm trying right now. I mean, I guess, like, if I'm scrounging for diamonds, it's that I'm going on medication. I'm, um, oh, you know what? You know what? My diamond will be that I finally, last week, like, truly decorated for fall. Mm-hmm. I don't decorate for Halloween, really, because it's... Pointless. It's I feel so like, much work for nothing. Then you have to take it new, down. Is that a new thing that people have been doing? Like where, like I've seen people go all out in their yards for Halloween. Is that like a new thing? No. Or, okay, I've just been like sheltered, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay, no, cool. it's like Christmas where it's like they do like the blow ups and the whole like and the things and the webs and the bats and the whatever. But like my thing is that 
I mean, some of those, the webs and the bats, I guess, could technically stay all season. But even for Christmas, I decorate for winter, not for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So, like, other than my Christmas tree, like, everything else is, like, winter-themed. No Santas, no... Non-denominational know. decor. Yeah, like, I have, like, snowmen and snowflakes and little sparkly deer and things oh, of the sort. I love that. Um, so... I finally decorated for fall, got my pumpkins, got my leaves, got my happy fall sign, all of that stuff. Um, so, and it really, I got all my fall candles, and it really does, like, change the vibe and change, like, the energy of the house. And mm-hmm. I'm just excited because, like I was telling you earlier, it's my first fall and going to be my first Christmas in our new house. So, and I didn't even tell you, we got, which, listen, guys, this is bleak, but this is home ownership and adulthood. I got a new hot water heater, and... Ours had been leaking and, like, flooding our basement. Um, so it's really – and we got, like, air purifiers and dehumidifiers. So wow. it's a very adult um, adult diamonds, if you will. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know, again, diamonds, there's no rhyme or reason to them. It's just something that sprites joy. Yep. And um, just really quick before we go, I did want to address the fact that um, we know – all of you loyal listeners out there, I won't name how many because <laughs> it's a sore subject, but all of you loyal listeners out there, we know that we've just been doing a lot of episodes just us and yes. we do have plans coming up to have guests on. So please just hang tight and yeah. just bear with us. We know that you're probably sick of hearing just us for many weeks in a row. We are um, too. We, we really right. are too. And we're, we're trying really to keep it somewhat entertaining Mm-hmm. until we do get guests. So I, you know, anyone who's noticed that, you know. There's we, a lull. There's been yeah. a lull. Um, um, but we knew between, Christy went on vacation, I went on vacation, we had like a lot going on. There just wasn't, um, it, it hadn't worked out for a little bit. Yeah. So we will have people coming on soon. And as per usual, if there's anyone that you would like to hear or that you think would enjoy being on the podcast or fits, you know, has done a lot of work on themselves, et cetera, Please feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at we don't know her pod. You could also send us an email at we don't know her pod at gmail.com. Um, Next week, we have a really fun episode that we're going to do. It's going to be yes. Halloween based. So, Spooky. oh, wow. <laughs> Katie's going to do sound effects with her <laughs> with her mouth. And I think that it'll it'll be fun. You know, it'll be tis the season. So, yeah. um, you know, we we see you, we hear you and we're working on it. <laughs> so we love you. Okay, um, and with that, oh, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and review on iTunes so you don't miss um, next week's episode. Like I said, it's going to be really fun, and the shorty upcoming episode um, when I'm going to be drugged up in a different person, so you don't oh. want to miss that. <laughs> we won't know her. So <laughs> Truly, we'll, we don't know her. All right. Okay. Peace. Bye.